I'm Gary Bembridge, and this is Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. Each month, a new destination is featured with recommendation, advice, and tips based on the first-hand travel experience I gain from the two to three times a month I travel all over the world. You may also want to check out the Tips for Travellers video podcast, a sister podcast which features videos I've made of hotel rooms or attractions with commentary and recommendations linked to the destination featured each month in this audio podcast. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com. For Travellers is spelt with two L's, the UK way, or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk. You can subscribe to one or both of the podcasts by searching for Tips for Travellers or Gary Bembridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. Hi, and welcome to this edition of Tips for Travellers. On this edition, we're going to be taking a look at Cunard's most recent ship, the Queen Elizabeth. I'm going to give a review and some thoughts about this ship. If you want to see more of the ship, you can obviously visit the blog, detailed at the beginning and end of the program, or sign up for the Tips for Travellers video podcast on iTunes or your favourite uh, podcast catcher, because I'll be posting some video tours of the ship as well to complement this particular episode. So let's talk about the Cunard Queen Elizabeth ship. This is based on a five-night cruise out of Southampton in the UK, where we travelled around Europe on this newest of the Cunard fleet. The trip went to Amsterdam, Zeebrugge and Le Havre, and was a series of identical trips that they ran, and still run, to let people try out and see the newest of their ships. Now, I had very mixed views about the ship before going on her, as we'd been on the Queen Victoria, and this ship is pretty much the same ship in all regards, including the layout. And we thought the Queen Victoria was okay, but not sort of excited and blown us away like, say, the Queen Mary II had or the original Queen Elizabeth II, both of which are covered in various podcasts previously. Now, I'd also read very mixed reviews about the Queen Elizabeth, mostly related to the food and the service. And it's always exciting, though, to go on a new ship, and, of course, more so when it's one of the famous Cunard ones. So I tried to go in with as open mind as I could. And what I did realise is that many of the reviews were based on sort of probably some teething problems as the ship kind of settled in. Because in the end, we absolutely loved the ship and planned to go on it quite a few times again. It has a very great-looking decor. It's very stylish and very Cunard-like. And they probably spent much more time thinking about how do they create a very sort of Cunard and almost slightly retro, but a modern retro feel and grandeur and and very Art Deco-like. The service was actually outstanding across all areas of the ship, and the Cunard service and the White Star service really came to its fore. And the food we had was amazing. We were actually in Queen's Grove. I'll talk about the various um, different uh, restaurants in a short while. But the food was amazing. And looking at the menus across the different uh, other restaurants, which is Princess Grill in Britannia, some of the food was the same, but Queen's Grill you know, has some extra stuff in it, and, and more about that later. The ship... The only downside of the ship from a design perspective is the, is the back of the ship, the stern. It's a bit like a block of apartments, rather than, say, the more staggered back of the Queen Victoria, which is a little bit more graceful. So it looks a little bit blocky at the back, but overall it's a very beautiful ship. What's important to remember is that the Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Victoria, is what's known as a Vista-class style ship. And these are kind of a basic design, which are used by many of the, the carnival lines which owns Cunard. 
So it does look a little bit like other ships, other than obviously it's very distinctive Cunard uh, livery. And it's a pity because Cunard ships used to be once off and unique. So you had the Queen of Two, which there's only one of, and you had, of course, also had, should I say, Queen Mary Two, which is a one off and unique. So that's slightly unfortunate, but they try to make up with it from the livery and obviously the design side. Now, the ship was actually launched in October 2010. It has 1,034 cabins and takes 2,068 passengers in total with a crew of 1,005. Now, on the trip, there were 2,009 passengers. And because it was out of Southampton and was returning to Southampton, it was mostly from the UK, as one would expect. And the ship really operates largely out of the UK, although, of course, it does the world cruise and does some other regional cruising such as Caribbean at other times of the year. So there's plenty of opportunities to try it out, whether you're in Australia, the US or wherever. Now here's some basic observations and thoughts about the ship. As I've already mentioned, the design and the look of the ship is very classy. It has an Art Deco feel. It's very rich looking, but it's done with style. You know, so the Grand Lobby, for example, it's really grand. It has a great wow factor. The Royal Arcade, which has all the shops, has a very beautiful staircase. The casino area is very well done. And the carpets, interestingly enough, which is strange to actually comment on the carpets, these are very beautiful and really worth paying attention to. And I don't normally know carpets, but the carpets throughout uh, are, are very, very beautiful and very well designed. So the overall look and the feel once you're in the ship is very distinctive. It's very beautiful. And I think it's much better than the Queen Victoria. And I think you know, have done a great job at the look and the feel. Now, a couple of other areas which I think are interesting and of note is the Royal Court Theatre. This is a very large theatre. It's on two levels. And what they have is they've now created boxes along the side. Uh, and for production shows, you can book these. I think it's about $50. You get finger dessert, champagne, signed photograph of the cast. And so that's if it's a special night out, you can actually book these little boxes and feel like you're sort of going to some grand theatre. It's a very beautiful theatre. Then you have the Royal Arcade Shops. Now, the Royal Arcade Shops are very interesting, and I, and I think there's a, a, a more diverse selection, and they've actually added a Fortnum and Masons, which is a very nice touch. Now, Fortnum and Masons, of course, is a very old, established English department store. It has a number of royal seals. In fact, in 2012, uh, both uh, the Queen, um, Camilla, and the Duchess of Cambridge all went and visited it as, as one. So because it's linked to the royal family. So they've created a Fortnum and Mason store, which is very nice touch, and you can make and order hampers that are then delivered to your home address if you want. So, um, there's also a very large art shop, and there's, in fact, a huge art shop, and there's various exhibitions which are run by Clarendon and Art. In the Royal Cat area, you have the casino, the usual machines, and of course the very popular one cent and two cent ones. So that whole area of the Royal Cat is, is very nicely done. It has a beautiful staircase. It has a really nice feel about it. Now, the garden lounge is a very popular area, and it's actually not one of the areas that I personally was very impressed with, but clearly with passengers was very popular. It's toward the front of the ship, and it's a very large room, and it has a glass roof. Um, so it's like an you know, oversized conservatory. It's very popular. It was always very busy. Personally, I felt it lacked the class and the style of the rest of the ship, but clearly I was in a minority, and people really like sitting there. It's bright, uh, popular, buzzy, and 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 you know, a hit with most people. Another interesting innovation is the Apple Eye Range and the Eye Study. Now, throughout the ship, they use Apple products, um, and they have a shop where they sell various Apple PCs, they sell iPads, iPods, and again, all the internet computers are Apple, and that's quite a big uh, innovation, which I think is probably going to roll across the rest of, of, of Cunard. 
that's kind of interesting, particularly if you're slightly geeky and they have you know classes and all that kind of stuff. Then there's a Commodore Lounge. Now the Commodore Lounge is a great bar and room right at the front of the ship. And you know, in some cruise lines it's called the Crow's Nest. It has great panoramic views and it's a super place to sit during the day. It can be quite quiet, you can sit and read, have hot chocolate and and basically chill out. And in the evening, it's very popular for, for drinks. They have a band there, um, and it's very popular where people go kind of off the show or after dinner. And in here is, is a couple of nice little sort of touches. You have the old Queen Elizabeth II bell, which is very nice. And they also have the bell from the original Queen Elizabeth, because it was Queen Elizabeth, which actually uh, uh, eventually burnt and sank in Hong Kong Harbor when it was being converted into a university. You had, of course, the Queen Elizabeth uh, II, which is now in Dubai. And so it's, it's nice that they've kind of you know, kept the link to the various Queen Elizabeths. And there's various models there, like the Queen Mary II and Queen Victoria as well. So there's also some nice uh, sort of nautical touches and historical touches. Now, opposite that, across um, the way to the Commodore Lounge, is the Yacht Club. And this is, again, very popular. It's where they have the disco and the band at night, and it's right up at the top of the ship. As I mentioned, I've made a video of a lot of the interior rooms, and I've made one of the exterior, and both of them you can either watch um, by searching on my YouTube channel, uh, Tips of Travelers on YouTube, or even better, you could sign up and join the Tips of Travelers video podcast, which, as I said, you can find on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, and you can watch them there on your device. So the other thing I just want to touch briefly on is the Queen's Grill. Now, we were lucky enough to stay in Queen's Grill. Now, on Cunard, basically, the type of cabin you stay in determines the restaurant you eat in. So it's a Britannia Grill, uh, which is, you know, most of the cabins are Britannia Grill. Uh, and they, they eat in the Britannia Grill restaurant, which is a huge, very grand, very big restaurant. It's, it's very large. It's on two levels. It has two sittings, um, a beautiful tapestry, um, and so on and so forth. And this is where the captain would eat and entertain. So that's kind of the main kind of heart of, of the restaurants, if you like, Britannia Grill, and most of the the, um, the cabins would eat in Britannia Grill. This is true of, of, of other ships. And then you have what are called the grills, and you have the Princess Grill and the Queen's Grill. Now, the Princess and Queen's Grill are, are right at the top of the ship, um, and they're on 11 deck. And you have a card if you're in, in either Princess or Queen's Grill, and to go up the elevator. And in this grills area, it's very nice. There's a lounge, a small lounge, where they actually do afternoon tea, um, for cruise passengers, or you can go to the, the, the Queen's Lounge where they would do uh, afternoon tea for, for everybody, um, no matter which, which level you're in. Then they have the two restaurants. Um, and then also what's an innovation which they introduced with, with Queen Victoria is an alfresco dining area. So you can actually eat outside uh, when the weather's warm. And then on top they have two large decks with, with comfortable lounges. So the Queen's Grill is, is a real treat, and if you can ever uh, afford to, or, or you've got a special event, or can splash out, it's really worth trying a grill's experience on the, on the Queen Elizabeth, or in any of the ships for that matter, um, because it, you just have that sense of extra specialness. Um, you have your own space as well, and you have an amazing menu. In Queen's Grill, you have the menu, then you also have an a la carte menu, and actually stuff by request. So there's also much more choice and so on. Now, we were very, very lucky. We were staying actually in a very nice suite. It was a Q3 penthouse suite. And, and it's a very unusual shape. And again, I'll post the video. It's on my blog already, but I'll also be putting it into the video podcast. And it's, it's a very strange room. It's kind of like a, a, an all-round room because you, you basically come in. You have a, a hallway. You have a seating area. You have the bed area. You have the bathroom shower. 
and basically it's, it's, you could basically walk around in a circle. Lots of storage space, you get canapes every evening, you get a bar with soft drinks, a choice of two bottles of spirit, that's all part of that Queen's School experience. So Queen's School, as I said, is, is a really amazing experience if you can afford it. Obviously it's much more expensive, but it's really, really quite something. Um, and it's one of those things that you kind of do for a special treat or you won the lottery or whatever, because some of the Queen's School cabins, which are massive, you know, go for many, 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 many thousands of pounds, even on short cruises. So that's a look at the Cunard Queen Elizabeth, which is the most recent of their ships. It's, um, as I said, it looks like many other ships from the outside other than the livery, but inside it's really rich and it's very beautiful and it's quite a remarkable experience. So, as I said, you can find out more on the blog, you can find out more in the video podcast, and if you do get a chance next time you're on iTunes, it'd be great if you could leave a review and commentary on the podcast. So until next time, very happy travel. You've been listening to Tips for Travellers, the global travel destination podcast. A new destination with first-hand based advice, recommendations and tips is added each month. If you subscribe to the podcast, thanks for your support. If you don't, you may want to consider subscribing by searching Tips for Travellers or Gary Beveridge on iTunes or your favourite podcast directory. You can then subscribe to the Tips for Travellers Global Travel Destination audio podcast or the video podcast with hotel rooms and attractions. To find out more, visit tipsfortravellers.com, where travellers is spelled the UK way with two L's, or email me at gary at mytravelreviews.co.uk.